now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and RV Tom. Rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio. The show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Okay, so last week, uh, Captain Dennis was talking about the uh, Reno Air Races and how he went out there and uh, he, he was a human pylon as the airplanes flew around him. Uh, I mean, he's like the evil Knievel in aviation now, I think. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would have done it, but he had the time of his life, and uh, he lived through the experience and told us all about it last week. But he didn't tell us about some of the the people that he ran into. Some of, He was hobnobbing with some pretty big aviation folks. Is that right, Dennis? Well, I wouldn't say that, but, uh, you know, the fact of Reno is it's a, it's much more close-knit, much uh more of a grassroots event than some of the other air shows and you're allowed to go roam through the pits and that's what i did i wanted to check out some of these airplanes that were racing out there and and of course the one that got my attention was a glass air three because well my neighbor has one okay and you know so i was talking to the uh the the family of the pilot and was observing his son eating parts of the airplane wait, 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 while, on, while we were on. talking. Wait, yeah. eating parts of the airplane. Well, yeah, he's a child and you know how they like to chew on things. Well, you okay. know, you got to start him young. So he's <laughs> getting plenty of fiber in his diet in the form of glass air fiberglass, you know, oh. it's perfect. But I love that the family is part of this event too. It's not just, you know, dad's off to the race and gone for the weekend here. The family's out supporting and hanging out in the pits and, you know, it, it's just was really terrific. So I was talking to his wife and obviously watching the kid as they were playing. And just, I said, you know, we need to get you on the show and talk about this. And well, it turns out that Tim has just been elected the president of the sportsman class uh, of the Air Racing Association. So it's oh. like, well, this was this was meant to be. I so like we it. brought Tim on today to talk a little bit more about uh, eating glass airs and <laughs> You know, All right. You probably eat him for lunch in the in the race, though, right? Well, I don't know. Tim uh, Slater is his name. Tim, welcome to Just Plain Radio. Is that the case? Do we need to call uh, human, you know, uh, uh, child services, or are we okay? <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it tremendously. Clinton is actually a member of the team, although he's only eight months old. But what he was doing, I believe, was clearancing the gear door because we were having a little bit of a clearance issue, and the gear door was rubbing in the wheel well on the way up, inhibiting a clean retraction. So he hmm. was actually working to file that down. I love it. He's now got three teeth on the top of his mouth, so he is very effective. Wow. That is a unique way to put the family to work, but I love it. I mean, you talk about instilling the aviation uh, family or vibe into your family. I can't imagine a better way to do so. So uh, that that is impressive in its own right. But uh, so what were you doing at the air races in Reno and how did it uh, transform into the fact that now you're the you're you're the guy you're the big kahuna of the air races? Is that right? Well. It is uh, of the sport class. Yeah, that is yeah. correct. And I, uh, I'd i like to say it was an election, but I think it was more of an appointment. And it yeah. <laughs> did come as a surprise to me uh, when it was pitched to me a few uh, short weeks ago. Uh, I was a rookie last year, 
So to be asked to take the helm at year two was uh, flattering, to say the least. But sure. I'm uh, very excited about the direction that we're going already. And uh, I've got a phenomenal crew with me. I've got uh, a vice president of marketing strategy, Andrew Finley, which uh, everybody's heard of. He's got the fastest Lancer legacy on the planet, qualified at 406 miles an hour this year. Uh, and then I have Sean Van Hatten as my VP of flight ops. And uh, Sean is also in a Glass Air 3 uh, turbocharged, and he was just shy of 360 miles an hour this year. Uh, both of them fantastic competitors, and uh, the three of us together are quite a team for launching uh, the next generation of air racing. I love this. Now, uh, how did you do at Reno yourself then? So you were competing, or what were you doing there at the at the air races yourself? Yeah, I was I was competing last year. I flew my rookie year in a Harman Rocket, which when the announcement came early this year that this was to be the last showing at Reno, I knew that everybody was going to come back and the speeds were going to go up and the rocket would not qualify without me doing some obscene uh, modifications to it that would be quite irresponsible. So I sold that airplane and uh, bought this Glass Air 3 with a lot of air racing heritage. It's called the Cruise Missile. Uh, it was ori originally raced by Vicky Cruz, uh, who was a, uh, I believe she was a U.S. aerobatic champion, uh, very well known. Uh, Vicky Benzing has raced it, uh, and uh, Jesse Panzer raced it after that, and then last year Mike Rinker raced it as a rookie, and so it's a fantastic airplane. It's got great bones. Um, I had a few personal goals I wanted to reach with it. I wanted to break 300 miles an hour, which we didn't qualifying. We went 305 miles an hour and change, hmm. um, and then I had a few, uh, you know, competitors I wanted to make sure I was ahead of, and uh, we, we accomplished that and there was, uh, opportunities to make some more advancements. Unfortunately, we didn't get to fly our final race on Sunday, but, uh, all in all, it was a great week. Uh, I have an amazing crew that I've been learning a ton from. They're all the crew of team nemesis, uh, crew chief, Steve Hill, uh, very well known. I got Steve Johnson and a friend of his named Tim came along. And of course I had my son and daughter and my wife there. So we had a fantastic crew, Buck Wyndham. Uh, I just can't speak high enough about the guys that came out to help us out. Well, I love this. Now, now when you're doing like 300 miles per hour, I mean, Dennis was talking about being a human pylon that the planes flew around last week on the show. Uh, you're in the plane. What is, is it as crazy and fun as it looks when you're watching how these planes are dodging in around these pylons on those races or what? Oh, yeah, there's absolutely nothing in the world like it. And to be honest, this year almost felt like I'm going to actually step back a little bit. I'm going to say the last three years of Reno for me have all been almost brand new experiences. Hmm. In 2021, I was there as a spectator. Uh, so that was one experience. Last year, I went as a rookie. It was my first competition. And that was a whole nother experience. And then this year, going from uh, 228 miles an hour to 305 miles an hour. It was like I'd never flown the course before as compared to the rocket. Of course, I flew the course at PRS and, and was able to uh, run wide open there as well. But um, it is the most fun you can ever have. Yeah. I mean, it's so I try to describe it. I remember um, I remember at one point during PRS this year, we're, we're on course practice and I'm following race five, six, George Catalano and a legacy. He's got a supercharged legacy. And I'm off his wing. We're very closely matched in speed. And I'm following him. And we're coming over the ridge at pylon four. And you see the ground coming up. It's rising to your altitude. And you watch the brush going by 300 miles an hour while you're flying off of another airplane. You, and I just had this sense. I looked out and I go, you know, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It I bet. absolute pleasure to be able to do it. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, that tree might have been Dennis. 
I mean, because like I said, yeah. he is a... Well, I was at Pylon 4, but not at PRS. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, that that's an amazing thing. I mean, I'm sure it's uh, a lot of people listening right now are thinking, boy, I'd love to be in one of those planes. And, and all they would have to do is take the proper training and, and start going for it, I guess. Is that kind of how it started with you or what? You know, it is. I, I, um, my wife made the mistake of suggesting that we go to Reno for our one year wedding anniversary in 2013. And it was the first time I'd ever attended. And, uh, that, that was of course a life altering event for both of us, because as soon as I saw what was going on there and witnessed it from my own eyes and heard it with my own ears, I knew I had to be a part of it. Uh, so it's been a long journey to get there, but, uh, uh, and, and it wasn't really clear cut how to make it happen. So I just started meeting people and, and starting to figure out the ropes, uh, bought our first, uh, airplane, which we still haven't completed. It's a, a, a kit number eight nemesis NXT that was partially completed when we picked it up in late 2016. So, uh, it's just, it's been a long road and, uh, but yeah, training and, uh, had to buy the right airplanes and, and, and just make a, uh, make it a priority to show up. And I really am glad I did that last year because if I had missed out uh, on the opportunity to fly the pylons at Reno, it would have been a lifelong regret. Well, yeah, it was the last time it was going to be in Reno. Next time it's going to be in uh, where? Uh, New Mexico or where? Yeah, Las Las Cruces, New Mexico, October 20th and 21st of this year. So uh, uh, less than one month away. All right, there you go. Well, uh, Tim, uh, what a story you have. I mean, we're going to have to have you back on the show. But in the meantime, uh, they can uh, check out information on these upcoming races at uh, sportclass.com and thetieproject.com. Do I have that right? You got that right. Thanks very much. Tell that kid to get more fiber in his uh, diet instead of all those aircraft parts. But that's good stuff. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. 
a state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Frank! What? How much longer? Three hours. Oh my god. <laughs> Can I watch what you're watching? Because the Wi Fi is not strong enough for me to watch anything. You should have downloaded movies then. I mean, I also have to go to the bathroom. Oh, that's not good. Bathroom on the plane is busted. What? Yeah, but you can use the emergency can. Where's the emergency can? You're sitting on it. What? You just pull that cushion up and uh, get that privacy screen over there. Is it a number one or a number two? It's a number one. Ah, let it rip. It's going to go out in the air anyway. Just keep on flying. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and RV Tom with us today. He's been pretty busy the last few weeks. We haven't had him on because uh, he's been painting an airplane. So we're going to talk about that. But I, I got to say, I, I wonder if uh, Captain Dennis, uh, after uh, talking to Tim there about the Reno Air Races and what he's done, uh, if maybe your visit to Reno has sparked a similar flight path. You think Could you see yourself racing the airplanes there and, uh, in the future like him? That's how it started, I, dude. I could see myself doing it. I don't know if I would wind up doing it, but yeah, it would be fun to go even go take the Mooney around the course. I mean, 201 miles an hour, they claim, right? Right. Just, well, I mean, maybe you just set up your own pylons uh, down there at the at the air park well, and have the neighbors no, we'll go just go for do it. it on the Everglades. Who's going to complain? A couple of alligators? Well, true, but you got to set up some kind of course, right? You got to set yeah. up some pylons or something, make it look cool, and then videotape it. And all that kind of good stuff. I don't know. No, it's you don't videotape it. Then there's evidence. Well, true. That's right. You're not supposed to do certain things when you're, yeah. Okay. That's another issue that we'll save for 250 another day. knots below 10,000 feet. You know, you might not remember that from your private pilot training, but yeah, it's out there. The FAA is not listening. It doesn't matter. Okay. Moving on to other things that won't uh, get us in trouble, hopefully, is uh, RV Tom. Uh, he has been, uh, well, the plane you've been painting is a friend of yours is, or is it your aircraft? I, I wasn't oh, sure. No, it's my airplane. It's it my is. RV-9. Okay. Yeah, All right. RV-9A with those gear. And it's just been plain aluminum. You know, I bought it already previously built from, from the owner and it's been, uh, excellent condition, but you know, I polished it last February. I spent about 22 hours polishing the aluminum Yeah. by the end of March. You couldn't even tell I've ever polished it. I mean, it's just the, the oxidation came back. And I live right here in the salty environment over here in Merritt Island, Florida, on the water. So it, it lost its gleam. So um, I, I left the deposit with aircraft refinishers in Sebastian, Florida. And on Memorial Day, Mike, the owner, called up and said, hey, you said you could be down here uh, in 14 minutes if I had a cancellation. I said, yep. He goes, Bring it on down. I got a cancellation tomorrow. Get your airplane in there. We'll have it painted in three weeks. Wow. So, yeah. So instead of, uh, I started about three weeks ago. It's just about finished right now. I just sent you some pictures on it. Yeah. But uh, 
You know, I've never seen an airplane. I mean, I've seen a, a Boeing triple seven and a seven six and seven five and seven three being painted out in Seattle, and that, you know, that you know, it's pretty amazing in itself. But uh, to actually watch a small general aviation airplane, I mean, these guys have spent at least two hundred man hours on this airplane so far. To, because the original owner had sprayed that corrosion X over the entire airplane, and he put a a wand inside of it, and I shot it at five thousand psi, and it oozed corrosion stuff throughout the whole fuselage from internal to external, hmm. which is great because that's one reason I got the airplane. There was no corrosion on the airplane anywhere. Right. That being said, you know you have to remove all that corrosion X from the airplane. So they spent you know the first couple of days removing all this corrosion on there, and then. And getting all the, the buffing on there and removing the oxidation. It's been an amazing process. I've been down there probably about six, seven times out of the last three weeks. I was down there yesterday and then I'm headed back down tomorrow and I'm going to be finishing up. But I had some, uh, my wheel pants needed to be some fiberglass work on there and my cowan inside uh, needed some. So a lot of things that needed to be addressed, which I didn't even know I had some issues going on. They found it all and they, I did some body work on it, a few little dents right here and there. They fixed and filled in. So it's going to be a brand new airplane when I get it back. And I just put a new interior in it this past March, and I put my jet shades on it about the same time as Dennis did. So right. I'm going to be by, by uh, this It's going to be brand spanking new when you get this thing in, a, in another yeah, week or two. Yeah, because the engine was just a new engine was put on it about a year and a half ago. And it's only got about 114 hours on it. Right. And it was built by a famous builder uh, in Orlando. He put high-compression pistons in there. You know, it's been balanced and everything. So, basically, I'm going to have a, a brand-new airplane here. So, I'm kind of excited about it. I bet you are. Now, I would imagine uh, they didn't really know what they were getting themselves into until you took the plane down there to them, and then they said, well, you got all this uh, Corrosion X thing on here. We got to get that off first. Or did they already know about that before you even brought it to them? No, I told them because I've been down... Because it's located in Sebastian Red Velocity, so oh, okay. I'm there all the time with Velocity. So he's seen my airplane. Yeah. Plus, when we were working on the six-seater twin uh, for the last 26 months, I flew my airplane down there frequently. So he's seen my airplane, and that's how come he uh, he'd give me a quote on there, and he looked at the airplane over and said, "Well, this needs to be addressed, and that needs to be addressed." And, yeah. Uh, so is that uh, the biggest uh, part of the paint job? You think is stripping everything off? Because that's oh, yeah. usually prep, a pretty big uh, job in itself. Alone. Prep work out of two hundred plus hours. Wow, I'd say about one hundred and forty of it is prep. I mean, how they, are they doing that? Are they like sandblasting this stuff off the airplane, or they got to rub it by hand, got, or they what? Got, they got they got orbital grinders in their hand. And okay, the, you got a couple of people underneath the wing. They took the ailerons off, the flaps yeah. off, the rudder off, the cowling off, the leg pants. I mean, they, they stripped the airplane down to the basic fuselage and. uh they they got inside of everywhere. I mean, it's not like, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking like you take your car to Mako, you had seven in the morning, right? And at five o'clock that night, you're, you're done. Good well, to go. <laughs> three weeks here, these guys. I've been down there, like I said, you know, half a dozen times plus, and they're there working on it every day. Uh, yesterday, we're masking off and putting the uh, painting the stripes on there. There's no vinyl stripes; it's actual paint. Putting a clear coat on there. Mm -hmm. uh, my no November 99 Romeo Zulu, they put that on there in a clear coat on top of that. And they put like a little shadow blocking around it. Hmm. It, it really looks pretty fancy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It, the color scheme again is what? What are, what are we going to see? Uh, the color scheme is just uh, 
something I kind of made up. It's a combination of several airplanes that I saw in Oshkosh. And, you know, it's going to go radical at first with a real wild paint job. But uh, I just said, you know, I'm going to go more conservative. So yeah. I went with basic uh, white, white airplanes, all white, and then uh, some blue uh, striping uh, and some gray on there. Okay. Uh, the you should have got the pictures I sent you by now. I don't know if you did or not, but, but it, it's. It's very modern looking, but it's not radical looking or very complicated paint job. Maybe like a new Cirrus. It's not quite like that. It's more something that that'll keep its it's timeless. I should say it'll, there it'll you look. Go. Good. It looks yeah. good now. In five nice, years clean. Like you know, yeah. not not too flashy, but uh, you know, something's gonna be, look really nice and new when yeah, you get it back. So, yeah. So hopefully uh, Thursday afternoon, I'll, I'll bring it on home and then I'll fly back up here to Orlando. And uh, fly me and uh, uh, Cam Dennis around, won't you? What do you, you know, like? I like to, you know, actually, seriously, I'd like to come on over to Orlando, pick up. We'll, we'll fly over to Dennis's. Uh, he could take us out to lunch. Yes. That's or, a plan. Or we'll take it through his, uh, you know, his, his uh, pylon course that he's setting up down there in South Florida. How about that over the Everglades? That'd be kind of Yeah, that'd be, that'd be one way to break it in. <laughs> All right. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. All right, guys, here we go. We got top seven answers on the board. Mid-flight, you'd hate to hear the pilot say... RJ. We're going to crash. We're going to crash. Ooh. All right. Paul, we need this one, buddy. Yeah. This is your chance. Howdy, folks. This is your captain speaking. Sorry to inform you that I'm blank. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Lost. This is Just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and RV Tom. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information and just trying to make, you know, our planes uh, fly better and uh, be more capable, which brings us to our next little nugget of knowledge that, uh, Dennis, you came across a press release and you figured, hey, we, I, I, might, I might be able to leverage this new technology to uh, satisfy me. Is that what you were thinking? 
or what? Well, right. You're always complaining that the Mooney wouldn't really be the ideal airplane for you. You need something bigger that can haul more. Right. But what if we can just fix some of the dead weight in the Mooney? I'm hauling around a lead acid battery that weighs, you know, a fair chunk. Right. And, you know, lead acid is really going away and being replaced by lithium technology. And so I've been watching over the last several years at all of the different air shows of what's available. But for certified airplanes like a Mooney, there really hasn't been a choice until I got that press release yesterday from EarthX that they now have an STC to allow me to put a lithium battery in a Mooney uh, pipe, various pipers, Cessnas, whatever, and it would save 23 pounds. Mm, Greg, wow. that's almost your entire suitcase and dive gear. Just, yes. Just in the battery that I'm carrying around unnecessarily. Right. So, well, you know, that gives you a little extra room when you go on a trip. You eat too much. <laughs> you know, gives you a little wiggle room back to the home base. Explorer Ventures could put 23 pounds on us uh, quite easily on just a one-week oh, trip. Oh, no right? doubt about it. No doubt about it. So we have Kathy from EarthXBatteries.com with us. Kathy, welcome to Just Plane Radio. How are you? Thank you, Greg. Thanks for having me. Sure. So you guys have been uh, making these batteries for a while for all different types of uh, industries, but for aviation in particular, uh, you were telling me during the commercial break that actually the aviation folks started putting them in their planes without you even knowing initially, and you're like, hey, we might have to do something for these folks. Is that how it happened or what? Yeah, correct. Um, So we started off really with power sport batteries. Um, so snowmobiles, motorcycles, ATVs, that that type of starter battery. And just with people calling, asking questions, it, it was kind of clear. It wasn't going in a motorcycle. Right. Um, so we would just ask some more questions. And um, our, our lead engineer here was just like, you know, if, we're, if these are going to go in a plane, experimental aircraft at this time, mm-hmm. let's learn all that we can about the, the planes, the engines, the charging systems, and see what, if anything, we need to do different for that type of an application. There you go. And one thing led to another, and here we are the, a few years later, and you guys are, are doing this in a big way. So as far as the technology, obviously it's better for the environment because you get rid of the lead, like Dennis was saying. But why are they so much lighter? Is it just because lead is heavy and that's it? Or were you guys kind of like, hey, we got to do something more powerful, lighter, and that kind of thing? What what was in the thought process with these uh, EarthX batteries? Yeah, so actually if you look at the periodic table for chemistry, lead mm-hmm. is one of the heaviest metals, lithium is one of the lightest. Uh Um, So, yes, lead and acid. I mean, that battery technology is around since 1859. It is really one of the oldest pieces of technology still used today in aircraft. And when we kind of started the business, any application where weight is important or lack of weight, it is a really good transition to go to something different than a lead acid battery. So that's what kind of started it. It really was in dirt bikes. Um, weight is important there. Right. They, they were still coming out with lead acid batteries, which they no longer do. They're almost exclusively lithium batteries now. But that's where the, the thoughts started coming from as starter batteries for weight conscious applications. Right. Like airplanes, which is extremely important. Correct. Or weight, yeah. 
weight-challenged pilots. Well, okay. <laughs> Dennis was like, you know what? I can give up my uh, Weight Watchers membership now because well, I'm just getting see. a lighter battery. Well, let's see. I can either battery. buy the battery or pay Jenny Craig. I think yeah, I'd rather well, the battery. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> Quicker <it> results. <laughs> could Quicker be. Quicker results, true. But if you did both, look at what you could do. <laughs> it, well, we're trying. Right. Stay, keep them on. You got to keep them on track there, uh, Kathy. I'm with you. Now, uh, as far as uh, the technology itself, is it, uh, I mean, do you guys have a formula that, and that's what you guys are producing or are these things evolving and, and getting better and better every year or how's that working exactly with the battery technology? So that, that that's a very big loaded question. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will just hear the word a lithium and they put everything under that same umbrella. That's the same as you telling me you have a plane. Right. It really doesn't tell me much of anything. So the chemistry that we use is lithium iron, I-R-O-N, phosphate. It is the safest and most robust of all the lithium chemistries. And the one that people are the most familiar with, which is the most popular, not in an aircraft for starting it, but is a lithium cobalt. That is what's in your cell phone and your iPads and your laptops, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so these are different chemistries. They have different charging voltages, etc. So it's that type of chemistry over the decade plus that we have been doing this. As technology advances, so do our batteries. And what I mean by that, an example is um, all of our batteries have a battery management system built inside of them, a circuit board. Back in 2009, when we first started, the most you could protect the batteries at that time was to 19.8 volts with the technology that was available. Mm -hmm. Today, we can protect them for almost 100. We say 100 plus, but in testing, it's about 140 we are able to protect them to. So you have to have a serious issue in your charging system to reach that high of a voltage. Right. Which is why you should have over voltage protection for your plane, not only for your battery, but for all your very expensive uh, equipment you have in your aircraft. But that, that's one of the areas for advancements over this decade. Um, another advancement that we have chose to do is we use ceramic cell separators. That is not standard. That is something very custom to our batteries. And in testing, it has proven a over 400% reduction in a thermal runaway type of a situation. Right. Which we don't want in any application, especially an airplane. So you that's know, a and good so thing. I should qualify with a thermal runaway with the different technology, a lithium cobalt cell phone. Right. Those are the ones that do catch on fire and do explode. Mm-hmm. They can. A, They can. A lithium iron phosphate will smolder and produce smoke. You will never see flame and they never explode. There you go. I like the sound of that. Uh, And I think most air, you know, most uh, airplane uh, owners would uh, agree. Uh, with that yes. uh, line of thinking. But that's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I know it's all over the board. You, you see the latest technology on these batteries, and uh, it's good to see that it's better for the environment, uh, all the power you need, safe, and, and lighter. I mean, it's like win, win, win. I mean, that, that's good stuff. And I love the fact that Dennis is thinking about ways so we, you know, that he can make his plane lighter so we can take more stuff. 
Uh, ideally, <laughs> not just more stuff around our waist side, uh, but uh, but more cargo. So I like the way you're thinking and what you guys are doing. It's great stuff. Uh, EarthXBatteries.com. You can go there, find out more about them. And uh, Kathy, it's uh, great stuff. Keep up the good work. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll uh, get one of these batteries in Dennis's plane soon. You think, Dennis? Uh, absolutely. I'll be giving her my credit card after the call. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Just go to the website, order yours as well. We got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. How is it going with the plane? We managed to help someone with it, but in so doing, the engines were damaged beyond repair. You won't fly? I wish I had better news, but we'll find a way to bring you home. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and RV Tom rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. Uh, you know, it's been a few weeks since we've had uh, RV Tom on, and he is a retired commercial airline uh, pilot. Was flying, what was it, 777s or 787s? Which one? Was it uh, big enough? I, re- I retired on a 777. 777. It wasn't the one with the new uh, Emirates... Uh, uh, first class where they have showers up front. You say, have you oh. seen those ads with what's her name? Uh, she goes, fly Emirates, fly better. I, I can't even do the accent, <laughs> but, uh, but, but she, you know, she comes out of his, out of the shower and she's in the first class Emirates, uh, you know, cabin. I'm like, man, that would be pretty sweet to have an eight hour flight, say over to London from Orlando and uh, fly first class and be able to take a shower like an hour or so before you land and feel fresh, uh, fresh and, and good to go. Uh, you wouldn't even need to stop in the Sky Club that they won't let me in anyway anymore. According, you know, as we were, uh, you know, ranting so, against so the hot last towel week. Service isn't enough for you, Greg. You want a full stand up shower now? Yeah, in first class, that'd be pretty sweet. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon in the U.S., but evidently Emirates is doing it. Uh, you know, Singapore Air, I think, has that kind of class, too, where you can uh, you can get this first-class service up front, and they actually have, have showers. <laughs> I mean, well, it's— You know, the whole thing is Dennis brought up several times, and we brought it up on, on some of these just pre-radio sessions. The United States, United American Delta, Southwest, we can't compete with the foreign carriers because they got the government money being— yeah, they, keep, you, they support you, them. The governments uh, pay their bills, so they don't have as, uh, you know, the the budgets uh, that they do I for mean, the you, international you get, carriers. You get right. Emirates, Saudi Air, and, and all the foreign carriers. I mean, they're getting their their jet fuel for you know, twenty five cents a gallon. We, mm. we just can't compete with them. So it's not a fair comparison when you when you compare to foreign carriers like Singapore or Emirates or to any of the United States carriers because. You, it's not 
it's apples to bananas. There's no comparison also. But right. I see all these things come out while the United States are nowhere near uh, can compete. It's true. I mean, it's just, it's not a playing field. It's not level by any means. So it, it does suck. It really does. Yeah. But I hear it all the time. Well, well, you know, I can flu Emirates. Well, yeah, you can. But, you know, our government, is, you know, I don't want to get into what money they're spending anywhere, but they're certainly not putting on the airlines to make it make it competitive with a foreign carrier. I well, mean, that may be the case, know. but I, I don't know why, you know, something like that. Couldn't they a la carte it? I mean, you know, just get one of those big fancy airplanes and look, you're not going to be able to stay in first class unless you're paying a, a pretty penny or they're going to, you know, they're going to have the showers. Uh, like you want to rent it for an hour, it's going to cost you, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever. But to have the option on the plane, that'd be kind of, that'd be kind of sweet. I mean, you know, oh, whether no. you wanted to do it or not, but we don't even have the option here. Uh, hey, yeah. That would have been kind of helpful in that Delta flight a couple of weeks ago, though. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. oh, this guy next oh. to me, he's picking his toenails and smells like ass. <laughs> he, uh, here's a hundred bucks. Take him up there to the shower. Hose him down. Well, the whole thing is, again, the shower. I mean, that shower to, to put the plumbing there, the weight, that could probably, you could probably get six more passenger seats in there. And for the one or two times that people use the, the shower, the lost revenue, because that airplane's in the air, you know, 18 to 20 hours a day or even more sometimes. And mm-hmm. that's lost revenue. And again, uh, United Delta America, sometimes, you know, even though you're thinking the airlines are making buku bucks, sometimes that flight's making only maybe $1,600 for total profit from Orlando to Newark on a 737 max. If the airplane's completely full, you go on time. The airlines may be making $1,600 profit on that what? entire flight. You're kidding me. Seriously? No, Seriously. Wow. So that's why, you know, hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's, that's how close. I mean, some flights like to Mumbai or Delhi or to Hong Kong first class, they're making good money on that flight, but that's, that's not, you know, an hourly service. That's a 16 hour flight. Right. Yes. You make money on that, especially to India where you have all the pharmaceutical reps on that flight and they're paying, you know, $12,000 per person and their company is paying for it. So that's right. why. Well, that's what you you see the uh, the prices on these first class tickets. You know, seventeen grand. I'm like, I could buy a car for the. No, and, who, and they're full. Yeah. This flight to, to India are full all the time. You can't. You just can't get. Even when I used to work the flight, and uh, we used to block a first class seat for us sometimes because of you know. But but flight. I want to go back to this. So you're saying that a seven. 37 max if it was totally full from orlando to newark that flight that the airline would only clear a couple grand maybe oh, if it was totally uh, sold out totally sold out not even a couple grand about the average is about 1600 bucks on that flight or less wow uh, that just it doesn't sound right i it what it tells it, what it tells me is like don't get in the airline business <laughs> that's what it tells well, that's me. the long-standing joke do you want to make a million dollars in aviation start with two right but you'll find that that's why the airlines have really pushed their loyalty programs. They make a ton of money off that selling miles to the credit cards, making money off the credit cards. Uh, that's how this baggage fees and all that kind of stuff have all gone to prop up the ticket sales because hmm. the tickets themselves barely cover the operating costs of the plane, the crew, the fuel, the that gate is, charges. So true. They got to so sell true. our information, our personal info. To the credit card companies and get maybe a kickback there too. 
a little bit is what but you're that's saying. exactly what's happening that's yeah. why there's they have these co-branded cards mm-hmm. but you and i play that game too yeah, because gotta. we use that credit card then to get miles on that airline so that we don't have to pay for the ticket yeah so. and then they take the perks away like uh <laughs> right. only 10 you know visits the sky club a year come on or then your cell phone company figures out that it costs a lot of money to run credit card transactions and gets rid of their uh discount unless you put your checking account number in so they don't right. pay the credit card fees so and score you know, the points yeah mm-hmm. and one thing you guys didn't even bring up too is the price of jet fuel i mean it's gone up you know it's doubled in price and going up you know so you can't keep passing along every time you know jet fuel goes up you know a, a penny more a gallon my carrier it costs us like uh what is it thirty four thousand dollars a day more for every penny increase mm-hmm. in jet fuel right so Sometimes on some flights we we lose money, especially if the flight goes out half full, which it hardly ever does. But if it should go out half full, you've lost that airplane has to be at the next destination. So that airplane's got to be there if it's got people on board or not. So on that flight they'll lose money. So they'll they'll go through, you know, fourteen thousand dollars worth of jet fuel to get to the next destination. Mm-hmm. That's you got to try to make that up on the next flight. So it is so cost competitive and so. uh it's tough to, to make money. Yeah, they're making money now because all the flights are full. But when times are bad, I mean, that's uh, when they know, got it. They're time. taking it in the shorts. Oh, and, during uh, the COVID and then yeah. during 9-11. And then every time, uh, uh, I mean, it's just about, it's such a competitive industry. It's, uh, you know, when times are good, they're very good. When times are bad, they're very bad. And that's when you see, uh, you know, bankruptcies in chapter 11, chapter 13. Uh, well, good example. If there was, you know, God forbid another 9-11 type incident. All the airlines, United, Delta, America, Southwest, JetBlue, they're all, they will all file bankruptcy the next morning. Within 24 hours, they have their paperwork ready just to stop the hemorrhaging of money coming out. So right. that's how, that's how close it works on the, uh, on the financial end. Yeah. Well, I understand it. I get it. I, 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 you know, I only have so much sympathy though. I just don't take away my Sky Club visits. <laughs> That's yeah. all I'm asking. You know, you're doing okay now. The The flights are over full. You're making your 1600 bucks. You know, uh, d- don't uh, limit my Sky Club access, which is uh, more for my mental health than anything else. But uh, maybe it's just me. I'm thinking it's not. But uh, it is what it is. I don't know what the solution is, but hopefully we'll come up with one that uh, will take care of everybody in the future and we'll all be happy. Let's leave it on that uplifting thought. And on that note, till next time, remember there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 